Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and today we have with us John Putillo. He practiced medicine as a pediatrician and allergist for more than 30 years. During his medical practice, John became interested in understanding the causes of and interactions between hunger, satiation, and weight gain. In this process, he recognized a new insight about type 2 diabetes that shows that it can be prevented and even reversed. As an advocate for public health, Dr. Putalil has devoted 20 years to studying diabetes and cancer. He has written four books, all available on Amazon and in many bookstores, with a fifth book due January 2022. Dr. John, you're well-versed in type 2 diabetes, but it is your views as a contrarian or mythbuster that I would like to address now. Your upcoming book is titled, Your Health is at Risk, How to Navigate Information Chaos to Prevent Lifestyle Diseases. What lifestyle diseases do you address? Well, ordinarily, if you go and Google lifestyle diseases, example of lifestyle condition than a pandemic spreading from locality to locality. Within three months of its origin in China, it was all over Europe and in the United States within three months. So if it is not related to lifestyle, what could it be? So that's number one. Number two, so he wanted to put the blame on somebody else. So he blamed China for it, which China deserves. But because of that hesitancy, that allowed people not to take it seriously enough in the beginning. That is what I'm concerned about. This is similar to what happened 100 years ago in the Spanish flu, when soldiers were crowded in one area. When they traveled, they are the ones who brought the pandemic to outside world. So people movement, close association. If you look at the jails where people are incarcerated in close proximity or in inner cities, that is when the virus spreads faster. And that is why it is a lifestyle condition. The coronavirus has 30,000 nucleotides as the building block. In every person, if one nucleotide is not available, if there is a structurally similar nucleotide available, the cell will use that for construction of the whole virus. That's a mutation. The vast majority of mutations are harmless. In fact, it it may not add anything more to the virus. The virus may die off. But sometimes the mutation makes the virus stronger and it can produce more damage. At other times, the mutation can make the virus evade the antibodies because 
in response to an infection, our own body produces antibodies to block the attachment that we discussed earlier to the ACE2 receptor. But the mutation can give the virus the ability to ignore the antibody and still get attached. For example, humans cannot keep on growing taller. At some point, there is a biological limit. So now the virus has to go in one or two directions. It can become more virulent, more dangerous, but then it may not be able to evade the antibodies. It cannot find enough hosts, it will die down. Or it can become more evasive, more spreadable, but it becomes weaker. And that looks like is what is happening with Omicron variant. So it will be more like a flu virus and then it will not be as big a problem in terms of harming or dangerous side effects. So you can imagine in type one diabetes, when there is no insulin, glucose is accumulating outside the cell, but inside the cell, the cell is starving. And these children used to die by age 10 until 100 years ago, insulin was discovered. Now their lifespan is normal. Unlike that, in type two diabetes, insulin is present. These people are told that they are type two diabetic because they are resistant to insulin. Now, think about it. If you are resistant to an antibiotic, will the doctor give you the same antibiotic? No, he will try something else. But here you are told, yes, you are resistant to insulin. That's why you're diabetic. And here is the prescription for insulin. Now, how does that make sense? There is no logic. In any medical hypothesis or in any scientific hypothesis, a hypothesis cannot be accepted as fact until it is validated through a three-step process, logic, mechanism, and measurement. And as I mentioned, there's no logic in the insulin resistance hypothesis. Uh, Dr. John, are you still practicing now? No. I'm retired, so I got the time to write all these books and, uh, and do that. When, when my son died, uh, uh, told us that we are going to be grandparents, I, I closed my practice and came closer to live with, close to them. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Have you approached the uh, Diabetic Association to be a speaker for them? Oh, they want me to be in them. They would rather include me into, the, into them so that I... I can be ignored. That, that is not a good, you know, that is the best way. First you ignore them, then you ask me to prove. Now, how can I prove something that does not exist? Well, I guess you're going to have to keep fighting the powers that be till you're heard. Yes, that's exactly what I want to do. That's again, I want to thank you and people like you for being on the forefront because you have listeners, you have people who trust you. So if we can, all I want is to people to ask their doctors. They, they, they say, that's a team. It should be a team. You don't want to offend the doctor. The problem here is the doctors themselves don't know. They have been told. It's in the medical textbooks. I, that is what I was taught. And I'm sure you were taught the same thing, that if you keep your blood glucose level down with insulin, you're fine, that you are controlling diabetes, but control of blood sugar is not the same as control of type two diabetes. One is only a symptom. 
The other is the illness. You are not controlling the illness by controlling a symptom, which is which is similar to saying, if I control the fever, I'm controlling your infection. Well, I certainly appreciate you being here today. And when when this goes live, I will let you know. So, you know, a word that you wanted to get out about diabetes may not actually be what you want, but my audience and my slant on this podcast is not really in keeping with what you're looking for. Well, you, you are the host. You are free to do what you feel is right for your business or your uh, approach. I fully appreciate that. But I personally, I want to thank you for listening to me. And what I want to ask you is, is did it make sense to you? It does make sense. And the only thing that I could suggest is for you to see about being a speaker in various medical you know conventions and continue to publish articles and hopefully they'll come around thank you yeah that is what we we are planning to to we reach out to anybody who will listen yeah and i'm not selling anything on my website drjohnonhealth.com i don't sell anything anybody there is an animation video on my website to explain what type 2 diabetes is, and how you can contain cancer. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us today. This is another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.